Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, film enthusiasts and newcomers alike, prepare for a cinematic journey like no other. Grab some popcorn, dim the lights, because it's about time you watch this. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Josh. And before we start... We have a story to tell. Oh, we have a st- we have a story. So it's big. the movie we're watching today is one that we did say that we were going to do a few weeks ago. We had a few issues with the version that I gave you to watch, and yeah, all that we'll, we'll get into all of that. But there's a bigger story. There's a bigger that. story because this is now the second time we've recorded this episode. Uh, we had recorded the next few episodes of the show. Yep, sitting in our studio, which for are going to be hours. bangers, and we they, know they were banger episodes. <laughs> they were. Some of the best episodes that this podcast has ever seen. Like, they were gold standard episodes. Amazing. Unfortunately, I hadn't put an SD card back in our recording desk. Tears were shed. Nothing was recorded. Nothing was recorded. Like, it, it's the closest I've come to physically crying outside of watching Mufasa's Death in the Lion King <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> like... Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's been a day and a half. So for the next couple of weeks, if we seem a bit down. If we seem a bit down, that's why. Like, that's why. But buckle up because we've already done A-plus standard work. Like this, so this could be A-plus. Be, plus plus. Exactly. We're still here with the same amount of energy. Oh, yeah. We're so. up and about. Well, more energy now because we've got soft drink in it, yes. so we're good to go. Yeah, so that's true. Today right. we are talking about the 2005 noir classic Sin City. Give me a car. I'll make sure it's got a big trunk. Critics are blown away by Sin City. Visually stunning. Explosive filmmaking. The must-see event of the year. Sin City. Rated R. Now playing everywhere. All right. So straight off the bat, before mm-hmm. we get into uh, the way the show is now structured, because we have a new a new structure to the show, um, we had some issues with the version I gave you to yes. watch this movie. So I watched a different one. You did, because in 2005, this was released in cinemas for the mm-hmm. theatrical cut. In 2007, they released a Blu-ray director's recut. Now, the recut basically edited the movie edited the movie into the chapters that the book is in. Yes. Um, and that is the version I accidentally gave you to watch without realising. Um, but at you, the same time, it didn't affect me too, too much. It like, didn't. And we will discuss yeah. some of the differences that how it would have worked and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But when I realised my error, after you'd sent me your notes, I was like, why is he mentioning the credits so much? And then I went to watch it myself and I was like, Uh-oh. oh, shit. It's been one of those weeks, let's be honest. Yeah, okay, one of those fair weeks. enough. So but let's get, let's get into it. So yeah, we're, we'll get we're restructuring the show a little bit. We've got some categories now, and yeah. we will have uh, intros to these categories in the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I did muck around this morning with a guitar trying to write some. <laughs> Didn't work out as well as I'd hoped. So That's I'll right. probably be employing one of my musician friends to come up with something mm. For those, but if there's any segments as well that you either don't you, like yeah, or you or, want, or you think you've got an idea for a segment, let, let us, us know. know. Or if you're a muso listening and you reckon you could write some intros to these segments, that'd be sick. Make them up and send them through. Like we'll we'll feature you and give you a shout out. So Do we want to rack off the segments first? I we'll just go. We'll, we'll go. Or we'll through. go one by we'll one. Go, we'll go one by one. So okay. The the first one is the synopsis and opening thoughts, which will yes. be uh, obviously we'll discuss yeah the plot of the movie, but also. Uh, what you thought for the first couple of minutes as the movie okay. started. So the synopsis of this movie. I'll let you do that because you know the proper cut of well, the movie it's that majority of people will see. Of because it is basically uh, Frank Miller's Sin City graphic novel, three stories combined into one movie. Yeah. Uh, 
So it's almost three different storylines, and they do intersect and interweave, but there's three chapters and three different storylines. So yeah. uh, you've got three different characters that are really – you've got Clive Owen featuring in – uh, I can't remember his character's name already off the top of my bat. Not doing uh, well, not start. You've right. got uh, Mickey Rourke as Marv, and then you've got uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis as Hardigan. So yep. they're, they're sort of our leads, I guess. Um, all set place in this one fictional city Sin called city. Sin City, where a lot of crime and a lot of things go wrong. A lot of bad things happen. So, all right, so straight into it. Mm -hmm. What were your opening thoughts when obviously you didn't get to see it in the order intended? But yeah, but what I did. See, I think it would have been the same either way. It's just straight into it. Um, yep. In the version that I watch, it starts with Bruce Willis's story straight away. And uh, we see that he's a detective. He's on a mission um, trying to save someone, um, which was very energetic, yeah. very off the bat straight away. And well, then the version that you saw, yeah. So it starts with this. And then the second part of the version you saw is the Josh Hartnett. Yeah. But that was meant to on, come on a rooftop and then he kills all and then it goes Sin City. And then he's in an elevator with Alexis Bledel. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how the version goes. You saw. In now the, that makes sense. Why, why the logo was there. That's why the logo <laughs> was there because in the theatrical cut, it starts with that. The Sin City yeah. logo comes up and then we go into that yellow bastard. That's how yeah. it sort of starts. Oh. It goes like that. That's sort of how it. But still the way that it was done for this cut could have still been a movie though. Cause it was just a really interesting stylistic choice. I thought to have credits <laughs> like 40 minutes into the movie, but no, anyway, it uh, started off with a bang and not only with the story, but with the style as well. I was well. going to say, the visual, and that's why I was really keen for you to watch this, because yep. you've just done your short film for Year 12. Yes. And I remember when you told me what you were planning. So you were shooting a black and white, and certain things in your film were going to be in colour, like this movie. And this is the first thing I thought of when yeah, you said that. Enough. I was like, oh, it's like Sin City. And you sort of looked at me like, what? And I was like, oh, Josh hasn't seen Sin City. Uh, we have Sin City. And that's why I was so excited for you to see this, because I was like, it will... In your head, you'll be like, oh, that's what I'm doing. And it pissed me off so much because they were so much better at it than I was. Like, I've spent a couple of hours now looking at my Premiere Pro <laughs> files down the bottom, trying to sort them, trying to get a color to stand out. And then this whole movie just comes by and it's like, watch this. <laughs> like, oh, well, maybe, hey, but it might give you some stylistic ideas for yours, maybe. Yeah, but I've finished it now. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> By the time of Sorry recording, it's like a Back to the Future plot here. Like this is being recorded yeah, after. Say, anyway, uh, you've you, some of the audience members have probably say, seen it too. Yeah. Well, so this will this will drop in a couple of weeks time from when we're recording. So yeah, might so. have to put the link for the movie there, and yeah. then we do an episode on my movie. I actually had been thinking that we need to do an episode on your movie. That's pretty funny. But what I was thinking, live show. I, well, not well. Well, we could do it as a live show down the track, uh, but by that point like that's going to be next yeah, year by the that's, time. That's that's wild. What I was thinking was we could potentially do an episode where we record out of the studio at my house. So Geordie could watch it with us. That's such a good idea. We'll bring her out of maternity leave for She's one coming episode. Back. We'll, we'll, we'll go to her. Yes. Um, so she can be there with the baby while we watch. But I feel like she needs to watch it because you directed it. I'm in it. Like we know parts. Like yeah. she would be the fresh eyes yeah, for that. Yeah, true. So this I is a good like, idea. I feel I like, like we have to. Um, anyway, right, so back to this worst movie because mine's better. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Back to Sin City. Back to Sin City. No, so the style is very, very cool. It's what yeah. makes this movie stands out. If you said to someone now, now that I know, yep. if you were to say to someone, oh, tell me something about Sin City, it's 
The style. The style. The visual style, yeah. So our next segment is best or favourite scenes from the movie. Now, I've got a couple here that I jotted Same. down. I got um, three. So I've, well, I had two straight off the bat. So Hardigan attempting to rescue little Nancy, which is a scene that you saw first up. Yep. Was when Bruce Willis goes to save the little girl. And mm-hmm. it's it's a just a, a powerhouse of a scene. The way it's shot, the way it's directed, the, the, as we said, the visual style, like the whole Pretty lot fast. of it, it's so good. Really, really good. Like it just jumps out and it sets the standard for what's to come. Yeah. And it, it um, like back to the style again, it just made me think of one movie in particular, which is, um, and I'm blanking the name on of, of it. It's got uh, Chinatown. With uh, Jack Nicholson, oh, yeah, like yep. it's one of those noir films. It's yeah. I haven't seen too many of them, but just that, like Bruce Willis yeah. going down the and, back and, alleys. And you I was just, just like, yeah, it's a, it's a big homage to those oh, old yeah. noir films, especially and with like the like the, the surrounding of them, like the cars and stuff. Yeah. And for you can example. tell Frank Miller, who wrote the graphic novels of Sin City, loved those movies. And, yeah. and was you know, so heavily influenced by them and his art style, everything. And we'll get into the art style and stuff shortly. But um, you, you have to think that when they were making those films back in the day, like this is what they were aiming for. This is the look yeah. that in the directors in their head, this is what they wanted. This is what, you know, it, it sort yeah, of true. peak noir for this. Yeah. The other one I had was um, Marv fighting Kevin in the woods. Now that was, that's my first one. Yeah. My God. Uh, Kevin as well. In another segment, we'll talk about him, but Elijah Wood. Scariest. He's probably scarier than some of the horror villains that have been in the horror movies. Has Elijah Elijah Wood done a horror film? I think he has. But like as the villain? Because I would assume if he was in a horror film, he'd probably be like the main character. But he should have after this. Like he is terrifying. He's absolutely scary. I wasn't expecting the long nails. That was. No, but but he's slashing people and his eyes. Spoiler alert, and again, as we say, like if you haven't watched these movies before we start talking about them, go and watch them. This one's a bit harder to find. It is on Amazon, I think, but you have to rent it or YouTube to rent it. This is Um, just spoiler warning because because we don't usually do them for these movies. We don't do, but this one, like, I want you to go into this not knowing anything if you haven't. But um, so basically, Marv chops off his arms and legs and ties him to a tree, and the wolves start eating him. And when that happens, he's (gasps) staring straight at Marv with his. Well, not even at Marv. He's just just looking at us. Looking at the camera, he's looking at like, us, and just this creepy smile, and it's just. And he does, oh. and because Marv even says, like, I think he said, like, the bastard didn't even blink. Yeah, and he he's didn't, got his limbs chopped didn't off. Didn't scream, didn't make a sound, even when I finished the job. And it's like him and he holding cuts his, his, he cuts his, his head, head, head off. off. He said, "Doesn't make a sound." Like he's just <laughs> creepy. What else have you got on your um, uh, what? Best so scenes? I've got the wood scene there, and then I've also got. All of Bruce's story, I yep. think. Like, it's not just a scene. It's a whole chunk of the movie, yeah, yeah. if not a whole short film because of the version that I watched. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, you did watch the short but version of it. Yep. that whole story was really cool. I loved the um, the jail um, scenes. Where's in the jail cell? The jail cell looked really cool. It was just yeah. pitch black, and I was like, are those walls around the bars, or is he floating in suspension, or like... And that's the way well, it's shot. Like, it's just, it, artistically, it's just stunning. So I had that. And then the end story for my version. Um, with Clive Owen. With where Clive Owen. And Brittany Murphy. And, yep. But one scene in particular was um, when he's driving the car and with the bodies to the lake and the police cop that comes behind him. And then he comes up to the car but thinks that 
the dead body in the car is just passed out, and he's like, "I'll let you off with it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> um, so funny. So the next segment we have is the WTF, WTF moment. So the what the fuck moment for these movies. So mm-hmm. I had a couple. Same. Well, look, this movie has a ton of them. Yes. But the main one I had was uh, Hardigan, so Bruce Willis. When he first, at the start of the movie in the scene we talked about, where he first rescues little Nancy, he shoots the sexual predator in the arm, takes away his weapon, his gun, yep. and then shoots him in the dick. He's like, and then and I take away his weapons, both of them. After that, I called him No Nuts Nick. So when he goes back, and this is set eight years later, and he's rescuing adult yeah. Nancy, Jessica Alba. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I love Jessica Alba. We'll get oh to that later God. as well. Um, but he's rescuing her, and he says, I take away both his weapons again. I take away his weapons again, both of them. And he reaches in and grabs and rips his dick he off. Rips his nuts off. Um, and it's... And that's it's not what, like the... This, there's more than I was one say, like, and that's, injury and that's to not, the nuts. That's, yeah, it's a common theme in this movie. But that's not that's I mean, it's not the weirdest part in this movie. Is no. But it's just one of those things you're like, holy shit, he actually did that. Yeah, he did. Um, the I, other, well, the other, same with the, just that? The, the violence in general is just a... I, like, I was expecting it. Yeah. But, but not, not to some of the degree. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's that type of movie. Yep, yeah. got you. And then I was it's on very, roll. It's very Kill Bill in its style, like mm. the over-the-top stylized violence. I haven't seen Kill What? <laughs> oh. God, I'm, I, I think I might actually just be getting no, as bad I, as Geordie I, at this I was going to say, I should say that is on the list for Geordie as well. So that is on our list of films it's to okay. do once Geordie's back. So. It's okay. Um, but yeah, the, the other one I had there. was um, Benicio del Toro, where he's prying his own fingers off his it gun. Was so they chop him. him. Yeah, it was him. I so, th- yeah, I thought it was him. So they chop. He's a dirty cop, and he's in this. Yeah, he's in Old Town soliciting a prostitute, played by Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls. We'll get to that down the track yep. as well. Um, he pulls a gun on her, and the other um, prostitutes. One of them chops his hand off with a like a ninja star. Yep. And he's holding that was his, cool. he's holding the gun in that hand, and he's crawling across the ground, and he uses his fingers to peel. Uh, he uses his mouth to peel his fingers off the gun. <laughs> and again, it's just one of those things. I'm like, this movie is already weird, but that's just super fucking weird. Yeah, like, that's a bit wack. Like, it, it seems like a choice, and that's yeah. I, it, I don't know bizarre. how I'd feel about that, but in the moment, I guess like if you you need to kill these well, people, if you, like, if you want your gun back, and there's another hand on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I think that was it. Oh no, the amount of times, <laughs> the amount of times that a character would die and then they would not be dead. Bruce Willis dies five times in this movie. It, you can look, check. This, I think, I think it's five. a comic book thing. I think that's yeah. You know, I don't know, man. Characters die and they come back, but I feel like <laughs> he got shot it's, a couple it's times. It's a lot of. Fa- it seems like a lot of fake outs. There like, was a lot of fake, especially outs. with the Bruce Willis character. Like it, and then the same happened for Marv as well. Yeah. he had one too, and I was just like, oh, like. If it's a common go, theme, yeah. If I think I need to take a screenshot of these notes and put them as the <laughs> as promotion. a line of notes for the show, so that people can. There's like six that are like, oh no, he's dead. <laughs> dot dot no, dot dot dot. Never no, mind. He's awake. He's awake. Um. So yeah. the next segment I've got mm-hmm. is you can't do that anymore. So this is stuff that uh, at the time at the time seemed okay, seemed okay, or worked in a film, but now no. Now you would not. Not that if you rewatch this movie, you're like, oh, no, I'm turning this off. But you just wouldn't see it in a movie now. Yeah. Um, and things that you're just like, yeah, no, that definitely wouldn't be written into a script now. 
The main one I had was the stylized violence. Now, as I said, like this was the era of Kill Bill. Yeah. Um, the Saw movies had started coming out, but they were more gore, that torture porn style. Yeah. This was, again, it was stylized violence. Like it was. This was, yeah, this is like the closest thing. It was thing. anime manga. Well, it was based on a graphic novel, but yeah, it, true. Is, it is that stylized it's close, cartoony violence. It's close to as like bloody as like say Deadpool or Logan would now, be. Now, yeah, like that's what, you, Deadpool's that's what probably it, the only movie I think of now. Yeah. But again, it's more... That's the gore factor, but not the stylized... Not the stylized yeah. violence that you see in this. And that's what yeah. I mean. that seems to be a thing of that time period of that early 2000s action movie. Yeah. Because there was quite a few around this 2000 to 2005 period that were all like that. They were very, were. like, gritty, grungy. Like, yeah. even back a little bit further, but, like, Reservoir Dog as well. Like everything Tarantino. Yeah. Just didn't he do something? He did. So I had that in my facts. Um, we'll touch on it now. But, yeah, he actually directed a scene in this movie. So oh. um, the scene where um, where they're in the alleyway, like the one we just talked about, where he gets his hand cut off by the yeah, movie star. Yeah. He directed that scene. Uh, not that, sorry, not that scene. It was a scene after that. It was when uh, the one you mentioned. Sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm having a Red Bull. Um, <laughs> The scene where he's where Clive Owen's driving the bodies to oh, the pits, right, in the car, and the the body, the heads, the dead guys talking to him. That, Tarantino that, directed that. Uh, he did it though, for a dollar. What? So Robert Rodriguez that directed this movie, he did the score for one of Tarantino's movies. Um, I want to say, judging by the time period, probably Glorious Bastards. Um, right. Yeah, and that shocked me as well that it was a score, but. Um, but he charged Tarantino a dollar to do it because huh. they're, they're mates. They're right. Um, so Tarantino replay, repaid the favour and directed a scene in this for a dollar. That's that's nice. He probably went and got a chocolate from the closest <laughs> service station. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably made someone put it in their feet knowing Tarantino, the weirdo. <laughs> He's got a Have you not noticed that? Oh, I don't How many Tarantino it. movies have you seen? Dun, 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 I was gonna dun, say, dun, dun, dun. Tarantino has a thing, and it's it's famously known. He has a thing for feet, and a lot of his movies have shots of feet uh, in them because of that. I wanted the reason that. Tarantino would love the Barbie movie with that whole thing with the flat feet. He would. I loved. haven't seen that yet. We oh, should do. Sorry, a, spoiler alert. I think we need to do an episode on. Yeah, that. you need to. That would be that, that'd be a good one. It was quite good. Yes, we do need to talk about that. Uh, the other one I had for you can't do that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. is probably, and this will be controversial when I say it, I know it, a faithful comic book comic book adaptation. So Well, there's been there's been a couple, not one that I can think of, I haven't watched it, but I mm. know from word of mouth it's meant is um Invincible. Or that cartoon. Ca- yes, that's the cartoon that one, one. Yeah, that apparently that's quite good. good. This movie, they actually for the storyboards for this movie, mm. they used the co- the graphic novel panels. So the scene that is so smart. The, the, the drawings out of the comic book they used as a storyboard. So that, that's why it's so. That's how you need to do it. That's if you're gonna do this sort of shit. That's how you do it. That's why it's it's literally like the book coming to. Because you've got a couple of those with the MCU. Like one that I can think of is the one from Thor: Love and Thunder with that giant beast that yeah, in the snow, yeah, yeah. snow. Like that was ripped that was, straight that was, out. But Civil, not a whole movie. Civil War had the same thing where it yeah. was where they were the Shield and Iron Man. But not a full movie. But not a full movie like that's, this. And that's why some of the dialogue feels a little bit stilted in this as well. Like you watch it and there's some scenes where you're like, oh, it's a bit like, are they hamming this up? It just feels a bit off. But they're, they're the, taking it straight. And I've got more right. details on that coming up as well. But um, um, I had um, the, oh, this is not something that isn't seen often. It was just something mm, that I'm like, you, I yeah. don't think you should do that anymore. Is the whole 
Bruce Willis being in uh, uh, well, the girl the being in love with, with yeah, yeah with, that was a bit. Yeah, how like old she's, is, she's supposed to be nineteen. And he's, he's supposed like to be 50, 40, 60, 50, something uh, in there. Like it's it's creepy. It's weird. I don't like that. And then I had may I don't know. You probably wouldn't see it as much and in one spot. But the girls' clothing. Um, in, in Old in Town, old the, town? The, the, when when the the prostitutes and stuff are all coming out and they're all in the BDSM gear, and I think it might be dumbed down just a little bit. And now, I think again, a lot of this know. is like Frank Miller is. Uh, so he's written some fairly full on comic books. He wrote The Dark Knight Returns as well. Oh, okay. Um, like he's written some really intense comic book stuff over the years. Um, and I think again, that stuff, all the costumes, all that sort of stuff, would have been taken straight out of the book too. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting. Speaking of the adaptation stuff I mentioned before, we've got an anime version of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World coming in November to Netflix. Oh, do oh, we do too? Oh, why not? Yes, yes, why not yes, think yes, yes. a trailer for this? So the trailer oh, for this dropped no. last week, and it was oh. really. I'm really. So what they've done is they've got the entire cast of the film, really, to reprise their voices. Everybody, Chris Evans, uh, yes. Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, yes. Michael Cera. Like That's cool. Everybody that was in that movie is playing is doing the voices for it. That's cool. But it will be more like the book. Sticking to the books. And I was going to say that reminds me because I've got the books directly behind where we're recording. Oh my god. Yeah, I've got all, I've got four volumes of it there at least. I've walked into the studio how many times and I've yeah, never, no, never noticed that. that. Um, but that and even then they've said, look, we are taking a couple of liberties um, okay. from the book and into this anime, but. Yeah, I just don't think you would see a panel for panel recreation no. of a book anymore. And I'm trying to categorize this comic book into like other ones because it's not a mainstream. No, no, so no, it's it's a gr- it's something and that's like Darkman. It's not a, from yeah. the '90s. Yeah, I it's sort of like the IDW sort of those. They're not. Yeah, it's not Marvel or DC. It, it was no. a um, Kickass is another one. Have you ever seen yeah, a movie kick no, ass? No, not yet. That's I think that's on our list. Um, it's something along the lines of like. I don't know how like Garfield got a movie and like Riverdale's a thing. Like it's oh, kind of like those yeah. side, yeah, yeah. Comic it's, things. It was it's it wasn't the main Marvel DCU, and that's no. and I think that's if you're going to do it, it needs to be those sort of properties. I don't think you could take a. Trust me, some of the Marvel stuff I've read, you definitely can't take it and translate it because no. it would be weirder than this. Like, yeah, it'd be very weird. Um, next category is standout actor or actress. Who did you think Elijah was a standout? Wood. Elijah Wood. Now he doesn't. Do too much though, like he's not. He's Which not is probably what makes him a standout. Exactly, and yeah. that's the point. Like, does someone he even that have any stands, lines? He doesn't, does he? he no, because he stays silent yeah. the whole time, which helps the character so much. Yeah. But he just because this would have been just after Lord of the, the Rings, Rings time, of the so Rings, he was. Oh, wait, he was hot on the money. Wait, no, Lord of the Rings was two thousand one, wasn't it? Yeah, but like oh, yeah, the so sequels, two thousand five. Sorry, yes. yeah. So he would have just come hot off of that. Um... To, so to see the two contrasting characters there is weird. It'd be but interesting to go back because I don't really remember off the top of my head and it was, what, the year you were born, wasn't it? This came out, 2005? No, it was 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, to see the marketing for this, this movie. Who would have been highlighted? See, who would have been highlighted? Jessica Alba, I definitely remember because I, I was 18 years, old when, 18 years old when this came out. Like <laughs> Jessica Alba was definitely highlighted. And was a big reason I went and saw this movie. I think Bruce Willis would have too. Bruce Willis would have been, but and Clive Owen. So Clive Owen was the. the See, I didn't know him too well. So back in the early two thousands, he was in a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, he he was pretty hot property then, but nobody else. Like Mickey Rourke was. Oh, coming. The, the Gilmore Girl, girl. 
Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know how much. I yeah, think they sort of talked that oh, she's in this movie and she's playing a prostitute and rah rah because it that would have been a girls was on big change but for I the d- people. Yeah, that if they had been watching going Rory and Gilmore Girls to then oh, some of the stuff well, that she says, she was she's in my standout actors for that yeah. reason. So when this came out, I used to rag on my friends that loved Gilmore Girls. I'm like Gilmore okay. Girls, <laughs> they just drink coffee and talk really fast. Then I actually watched Gilmore Girls. And I now you're obsessed, aren't you? Love Gilmore Girls now. Right. So seeing her in this, and it would have been, you know, those first early couple of years of Gilmore Girls when she filmed this. Mm. It's a, such a such a departure from that character, and it I've seen been, bits and pieces because my sister watches. Yeah, it, so the first three seasons, she was this little bookworm, mm-hmm. kinky thing. Yeah. After that, she sort of she shacks up with a married man, and uh, the character of Rory just my got God. destroyed after that. Oh no, Rory passes. Spoilers, sorry, just doesn't exist. Like, um, <laughs> but this is such a huge departure for her, and she didn't go on to do pretty much. I think she what sister sisterhood of the traveling pants. I was going to say, now that you... But after that, she sort of pulled away from acting until they did the Gilmore Girls revival in 2016. Yeah, I remember that. Um, And since then again, nothing. Like She just sort of really seems to have taken a back step from from the limelight. But she was... She was really good in this. Like it was, it felt like watching Rory Gilmore. Like yeah, but I I I didn't have her on mine only for that reason. Like they, she did good, but I don't know. Like Elijah Wood was just when I looked at him, I was just like. At, at first, I was like, "Yes, that is Elijah Wood," but then I was just like, "No, that's not my Elijah Wood." Yeah, no, hundred percent, he's the same. Um, yeah. I had Bruce Willis as well. He, oh, yeah, he I mean, he plays the same character a lot of the time as yeah. well, but he just did a really good job. And then the uh, guy who played Marv. Oh um, yes, Mickey Rourke. So this was Mickey Rourke sort of start of his comeback. He did this and the Wrestler, which was two thousand and eight, and then he eight did, or seven, yeah, and then Iron Man two. He was Whiplash and Iron Man two as well. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no... Nah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of prosthetics used in this. Oh. Um, but that was... It was sort of his comeback because he was there's, a big 80s poster boy and then he all. sort of went wild through the 90s and lost the plot a bit. Well, because that was the same for... Um, I can never say his name correctly because it's so confusing. Oh, Benicio Del Toro? Yes. yes. Uh, I, I had to um and ah about him at first because I didn't... No, it was him, but then I was like, oh, wait, no, it is. He's another yeah. one that is one of my standouts too. He was and it's hard funny. to really pick out, like, I think you're right, Elijah Wood's probably the standout, but hard to pick out of this cast because it's a huge... It's pretty big. I mean, like, a lot of these actors, they're ones that I'm like, yes, I know you, Yeah, but like, I couldn't say couldn't their say, name. Oh, and, like, there are that's, some... That's such and such from that, yeah. There, there are some that I do know, like, the, the guy from the Green Mile shows up, and I was like, Michael oh, Bart Duncan, yep. But like, I don't know. I can't say his name. I only yep. know him yep. from what he he's been in. He also played Kingpin in the Daredevil movie with Yes, Netflix. yes, that's right. I watched that last year and was like, that was actually not that bad. Did you watch the director's cut? Don't know. <laughs> the director's the director's cut's actually quite good. The Which theatrical I, version of that film was a train wreck. I can't remember, but I I did watch and I really liked. Yeah, I would say. It was a direct okay. uh, Next category is how did this movie perform? So at the budget, uh, the budget, sorry, was $40 million, which okay. considering the cast. And the amount of work that was done on the visual, visual effects. effects like, like, yeah, they shot in on green screens and stuff, but the visual effect work on this was, and it looked cool. Like it wasn't. It, I, one thing that I found was like, big, there was a, you could tell there was a, a big disconnect from yeah. the, the things that were filmed practically and the stuff that wasn't yeah, like yeah, it 100%. wasn't meshed as perfectly, but I think that helped like the pop 
ness of the tone, comic the books. Tone of it. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. Like the look, the, like the like, background and them, like them popping out. It just felt like a. You I sort don't of know go, why. was that? Was it almost deliberately yeah. done that way to set that scene to make it look like? But then, if we learn that it wasn't, then I'm kind then of going to be like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, that's sad. That, that dates it, yeah. But um, but did uh, 158 million at the box office. So wow, okay. So what's that? Yeah, four times its budget. So pretty good. And it did really earn good. itself a sequel. So we'll talk about that a little bit later Ooh, on as well. I have not seen that. Well, of course I haven't. I just watched this. <laughs> okay, you haven't seen the first one? No, I need to I've only ever seen that. bits of it. Okay. Um, I It was one of those movies that came out 2014 and I planned to go to the cinemas to watch it and just never got around to seeing it. And I've right. seen bits and pieces of it but never actually sat down. I think I even own it, but I never actually sat down and watched it properly. Mm. So. Um, into our next category, which is some interesting facts. Yes. Again, if you're hearing these categories, you're like, hey, I could write some intro, some musical intros for these categories. Please do. Please do. Email them to us. Drop us in our categories. Um, this was one of the first films to shoot primarily on a digital backlot. Uh, Wouldn't be the last. It meant that the actors didn't need to film on the same day in order to interact with each other. Now, the big, the big, big takeaway from this one is that scene we talked about with Elijah Wood and Mickey Rourke where they're fighting in the forest and he yeah. chops his legs off. Those two actors didn't meet until the premiere of this movie. That's how disconnected the filming for this was. So they what they did they, they would did have had to do it all on stunt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming the actual fight bizarre. scenes probably would have been stunt doubles, I guess. But but then they would have had to have they would have been split screen and far yeah. out. So okay, that a lot of this movie was done that way. Because that's like that reminds me of so there's like actually the, the Bluey cast. Um, they, yeah, they, they hadn't met, met they until hadn't recently. Met yeah, okay. Um, but when you think about it, when that fight scene, there's a bit where Marv actually handcuffs himself to Kevin at point that one point. Where yeah, they had, but they still weren't in the same room when that happened. Good, good cover up because um, didn't notice. Yeah, it, it's a huge technical feat when you think of it that way. Like. Um, if you actually pay close attention, there's not actually a screenwriter credited for this movie. Um, oh. All it says is based on the graphic novels by Frank Miller. That's because Robert Rodriguez declined to have a writer credit because he considered the movie to be more of a translation of Miller's work than an actual adaptation, and he didn't really change much of the dialogue. That's a way to do it. Keep it the way that it was and just put it on the big screen. 100%. Like that's, It shows what... Because then it doesn't disappoint people. No, well, that's people going into it then know. Um, the bartender, Shelley... Yep. who interacts with Clive Owen's character, and she's sort of like the thread through um, the three main storylines in the yeah, movie. Yeah, picked up on that. Um, so, yeah, she knows everyone. She knows everybody's business. She played by Brittany Murphy, who uh, shot all of her scenes in a single day for this movie. Oh, yeah, I can, also, yeah, yeah. I can see that. But that impre- makes sense. impressive still, like, to do multiple takes if you have to. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah, impressive. True. But, again, if you're filming by yourself like a lot of these characters did. Yeah. Um, but, of course, she passed away in 20, uh, oh. 2009. So... Her character has a supporting role in A Dame to Kill For, which is the novel, which is the sequel. And okay. that's what was ad- adapted for the sequel yep. the movie yep. was that storyline. Um, but Robert Rodriguez and uh, Frank Miller decided to officially retire her character out of respect for Brittany Murphy oh, and her performance in this. Yes. Um, when like he was what in, they did for Chadwick and – Yeah, exactly the yep. same. It was the main okay, instance so. of that. So, Which is good because you don't want to see – People, people brought back AI. And, and look, taking I guess, over. I guess back then they didn't have the ability to do what what we're likely to see next year with Fast Eleven with Paul Walker. Yeah, they. I mean, to be fair, they did a really, really good job with Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba yeah, Fett. True. However, but yeah. he Mark Hamill is still alive. 
Whereas that's what I mean. We're he, talking he about could do people, the voice work and all that sort of stuff. For we're, we're talking, talking about, about people who are dead. Um, that's a no go. Yeah, I just don't think. I still think we're going to see that next year because of what Vin Diesel's like and the fact that Fast X didn't make a hell of a lot of budget at the box office. They're uh, going to need money it. at the box office. So yeah, right. I feel like that'll be their draw card. But yeah, they decided to retire that character. Uh, uh, Frank Miller said Brittany was one of the sweetest souls I've ever encountered. When she passed, it broke my heart. I called Robert and said, let's not bring this character back. Only Britney can play her and we let go of her. That is the way to do that's it. A, again, that's this is, so this is nice. how you do a movie and that's, yeah. Did they do, oh, well, you haven't seen the full movie. I wonder if they did a thing at the end of it, like tribute to. I'm not sure if they had or not because, mm. again, it was five years after she passed. So oh, wow. Well. Ah, who knows? Yeah, be well, we'll have to add that to our list as well. Yeah. Um, looking at some of the casting, uh, when Robert Rodriguez made this, this, the scene you saw, which was the Josh Hartnett one with, the Sin City logo that runs yep. for about four minutes. That is, it makes it so much more clear why yeah, the, the logo is in there. the middle of the so movie. That, that's why, because that book ended the movie. So right. it starts with him killing that woman in the red and dress then, yep. and ends with him in the elevator with Alexis Bledel offering her a cigarette, meaning that he's about to right. murder her. The woman in the red dress, when that happened, my brain just went Matrix mode, and I was just like, uh, yeah, uh, did, you, did you notice the woman <laughs> in the red dress? So when Robert Rodriguez wanted to do this movie. He filmed that stuff with Josh Hartnett as a um, a sizzle reel to show Frank Miller, to say, let me make your book into a movie. This is what I want to do and this is how I want to do it. It's interesting that he did that, though, because yeah. like it's not like the rest of the movie No, at but all. I think more for the visual style of, right, I'm, gonna, I'm not oh, fucking yeah, with yeah, your yeah. book, I'm taking your book it's to the screen. It's going to make it basically. serious, yeah. And he basically said, look, if you like it, let's do it. If you don't, well, you've got a short movie to keep. Simple as that. Funded it himself, did it himself. Fair enough. Worked really well. But he then used that sizzle reel to convince Bruce Willis and Mickey Rourke to sign on. Um, and originally, now we, we talked about Jackie Boy, who was play, played by Benicio Del Toro Jackie earlier, such a who name. lost his hand and then, yep. you know, became a dead passenger. Yep. Uh, they originally wanted Johnny Depp to play that role. I can see that. Yeah, I reckon that would have been a really good casting choice. I wondered, though, if he would have had, like, I don't know if his performance might have been taken away a bit just because of his Johnny Depp-isms like stuff. Well, that's the thing. He couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts. With pirates. I would assume it would be pirates. Yeah. Because that was 2000 to 2010 was basically all pirates for Johnny and a couple of independent films in the middle. Rum Dyer and stuff in the middle. 2017 was the last one. Yeah. So So that's – I would say that's why he couldn't have done it. Fair enough. Um. All right, so that's that's all my facts. Next segment is final <laughs> thoughts. Final, final. So, Josh, final I want to know some of your final thoughts on this movie. What what did you love? What did you hate? Give me some of your um, final, your uh, overarching thoughts on this movie. I don't know. It was just it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was. I knew that it was. <laughs> I knew it, not not in the bad way. I just I knew it was going to be an action movie. I could tell by the poster it was going to be black and white, but then I just didn't know what the plot was going to be. Yeah. And it's just, I I find it better that it was like little stories and stuff yep. to like because it makes it more of a built-in world kind of thing. Um, There's a lot of world building, and that's what yeah. I mean. And I will make you watch the theatrical version at one at yes, some point. Yes, yes, I need to figure out the that. world building in this movie is incredible. Like, yeah, when it's all interweaved into each other, it, it's mm. absolutely incredible. Um, and I'll be interested to find if I liked which which cut I like more. Yeah, um, same. But no, it it was it was really fun time. Like right. each turn was different. However, like could they could they take away one of Bruce's deaths? Like god <laughs> damn! I was like I said, half my notes was just like oh he's oh never mind. But yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think. 
which one I would have taken away. I don't know. It's just because he got shot so many times. I mean, a lot of these characters did, and I was just like, damn. It seems to be no repercussion from getting six bullets in the chest, does it? No, and like a guy got um, stabbed in the gut for a bit, hanging upside down, was still going. Man, got his nuts ripped off. What the hell? Still going before he got shot. Still going, anyway. Um, All right, so final segment, right before we end the show. Normally we would do, you know, give me a rating. You know, we, we've had some issues with that because you rate differently to what Geordie did and we couldn't yeah. agree. So what Oops. we're going to do is what I want you to do is review this movie in one sentence. One sentence. If someone said, hey, Josh, what's Sin City about? One sentence. How would you? A noir action film with a really interesting style. I mean, like, that's what. We've already kind of said. Yeah. How could I jazz that up? No, I, I don't think you need to. I think that's perfect. Like that's, that's I think if you if I said what's this about and you said that, I'd be like, oh, well, that sounds different. It's a black like and white it. comic. If a unicorn accidentally threw up on it at certain parts <laughs> in it, <laughs> certain parts. Yes, <laughs> that's I that. it. And I am going to make you read the books because I do have the. I've got. Oh, hard cool. co- I've got hard covered versions of the graphic novels at home, so I will. Yeah, that's cool. So that's you can cool. have a read. So you can see. The contrast between okay, not that there is a hell of a lot of a difference, but so a detective noir comic book. If a unicorn absolutely threw up on it, I love it. All right, there we, you go. We are gonna leave it there. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Next week we're going horror comedy. Ooh, with Michael J. Fox. Yes, my man. Uh, directed by Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings. This is a good combination. Produced by Robert Zemeckis, who it, did Back to the Future again, which yes. I know you love. Yes, yes, yes. The movie is called The Frighteners. If you haven't watched it yet, now's your chance. We're telling you what we're doing. Yep. Jump online. Find It is a bit of a harder one to stream at the moment. You it was on Netflix the, for a while. You have to give me the Blu-ray because I, I, I don't Blu-ray actually have it. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon to rent and buy, Google to rent and buy, and YouTube to yeah. rent, I think. So if you if you haven't seen it, please go and try and track it down and, and give it a look before next week because it's. I'm going to be honest, before we even start next week's episode, it is one of my favourite films. Yeah. I'm going to figure out where it's placed next All week. right, I like it. All right, we'll talk to you again next week for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative podcast.